G'day, everybody. Well, week one is over. Eight teams entered and only six teams remained. It was a cracking first week of AFL Football Finals 2021. And the two greatest co-hosts in Peps and J-Dog are here to take you through all the action over a massive weekend. So don't think of Riggs and Myrtle, Woody and Buzz, uh, Cheech and Chong. It's Peps and J-Dog. It's Lace Out. And we're bringing you your review of the 2021 Week 1 of Finals. Lace Out style. How are you, big fella? Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody listening. Welcome, everybody watching. Welcome to the great man himself, the number one news breaker and the number one heart shaker, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. <laughs> hey, mate. Uh, yeah, all good. It was a, um, yeah. It was it was a good week. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Obviously, our teams had a win. Peps, that's always nice. But um, lids on, lids on. Well, lids I don't think it on. was. We saw the video on Saturday night. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, look, Peps, when you when you experience like my team is in the finals this time of the year, the the, the real sharp end. I'm just it, it it's just uh, fine, but you know when you got little minnows like your club uh, playing around with the big boys, that's good. Jamie, 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 Jamie. I think we've officially set a record. We've been doing this show for four years now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's taking one minute and eighteen seconds. <laughs> for the biggest joke to drop in on the chat already. Okay, I'm lowering this one out here because right. we know the results of the games on the weekend. Essendon lost. A spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the games, get with the program. But here we go. Charlie Keegan has already dropped this one on the chat. Bombers were robbed. To be fair play, Charlie's a Geelong supporter, so he's probably heard his mate, all his Geelong mates saying, oh, sorry, his Essendon mates saying that. The only thing Charlie's robbed of is any type of common sense to even throw something like that. Yeah. Yes, you may have been robbed four goals, but that doesn't stop you not kicking anything in the second half. We're going to talk all about that. But we've got a massive show. We've got a few tweaks to it because it's obviously finals, so we can't go through the ladder. But we've got the run to the granny coming on. We've got all the big six. We've got the J-Dog is going to be breaking the news. I'm going to splash the cast. We're going to spin the magnets. We're going to go into the listener question. We're going to go all over our usual segments that are in the number one non-AFL club affiliated podcast this side of COVID-affected Melbourne. Mm-hmm. J-Dog, where do you want to kick this one off? Well, let's just do with a, a bit of a weekend wrap-up. Peps, how was your – give us your sort of weekend finals football schedule. Did you did you watch all the games? Did you watch a little bit four of – Four games. I watched four games of football yep. and they were belters across the, your mob, I must say. Very, very impressive against Dad's Army on Friday night. Loved everything that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Very happy with Horazio. Mm-hmm. Your around the groundwork was sensational. Um, I didn't realize that you were five backmen short in the first quarter, so Aaliyah just did everything. Good to see Charlie Dixon continued his fine form against top eight seeds by dominating the scoreboard with how many did he kick? I, it's not about it's not about the exactly goals. my point. Not about the goal. And goals. Um, then obviously in the Saturday games, the Saturday afternoon game. What an absolute ball terror! That's Sydney GWS, and we'll get into that when we yep. look into the magnets and who's going to get the three votes and so forth. But gee, that was a corker of a game. That was good. Melbourne, yep, definitely watch that one. How could I not watch the D's? My beautiful team turned it off at halftime. Got a little bit nervy. Came back into the fourth quarter. Uh, it's just one of those things. Third quarter is the premiership quarter, and it's the third quarter is when I jump to the bottle and have to get some uh, calming agents. <laughs> and then Sunday afternoon, the, the whitewash that occurred in the afternoon, yep, it was a, it was a good game. Doggies, Essendon. Well, dog, Essendon, I must have say, did not disgrace themselves one iota. Mm-hmm. They disgraced themselves on the scoreboard. But, hey, listen, when you had a team that's been sitting in the top four virtually the entire season, they were due to come back and they came back hard. And we've got a lot to talk about those type of games. But in all, all in all, really four good quality games that you can get excited about. I think this week is going to be the week that's going to be more interesting than last week, to be honest, because we've got four teams, mm-hmm. two that got across the line and they're good spirits, but two that were potential flag favourites who are now battling um, to either go out um, Sam Stoza's style 
Wait, that's another Kenny calendar. What about you, many, big fella? How many walks around the streets did you do with the kids? Take the dogs? Did you um, did you do what everyone else in Melbourne's doing at the moment? Yeah, went for went for a, a nice eight, I think eight and a half k walk on Saturday. Yep, uh, yeah. How's, sk- how's the skateboarding going? Skateboarding is going well. No broken bones this stage. I think you I might jack it up to some mountain bike tricks, Jaden Stevens and style this week. You getting better? You getting better at skateboarding? Hey, as long as I don't break a bone, I'm definitely getting better. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> now, what about you, big fella? Um, yeah, all the games for me. Watched all the games and all the stuff in between it. Um, yeah, no, not not a whole lot. Cycling, running, those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, it was a good weekend to just sit back and um, watch the footy. Saturday was a cracker, weather-wise. Oh. Go to the backyard for a little bit. Watch the yes. little run, run around. yes. That was nice. Perfect. And then just um, nice to get out. And then yeah, sit down and watch the Swans manage to somehow lose that game and uh, and then you guys managed to turn probably most one of the most boring wins I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm not gonna lie. It was one way. Even though the scoreboard was a little bit tight during times, um, Melbourne definitely looked like the team to beat this season, so that's always nice. Oh no, I think you're the team to beat, Jamie, and we can go no, on this all week because we can. Uh, no, the mind games are not going to start this week. But look, let's have a look at uh, the run to the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so run to the finals is Melbourne and Brisbane obviously have played each other. Melbourne go into the first pre-elimination, uh, pre-preliminary uh, final. That will probably be on the Friday night, Friday week. Yeah. Doggies and Bombers, obviously the Doggies took that one out there, playing Brisbane this week in the first semi. Moving on to Sydney and GWS. We, we've plenty to talk about that game. How GWS won it, but did Sydney snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory? <laughs> they did. Uh, Port Adelaide going into the preliminary final. Many GWS and the Cats are going to be playing this Saturday, uh, Friday night. So they're going to be Friday. Yep. The Doggies versus the Lions are going to be on Saturday. So the uh, 5.50 up the stadium on Friday is going to be the game that we're looking forward to. Out of the two games, this is the one I'm looking forward to, obviously, from my perspective because that's mm-hmm. who we're going to play. Mm-hmm. And the first semi uh, will be on Saturday, the 4th of September. That's going to be a 7.20 p.m. game at yeah. the Jabba the Hut as well too. So two cracking games um, mm-hmm. and anything can happen from this particular stage as well too. So all righty. So, J-Dog, why don't yes. we um, – where do you want to go? We've got, we've, got uh, we've had a bit of a chat about our news. Do you want to go into maybe the spin the magnet side of let's, things? I reckon that'd be a nice way to just have a look at it because that's obviously it. encompassing everything. And I reckon, look, let's just start with the um, – I know, should the first semi be the first? No, it's because the lower teams, they play um, second and it's the other way around. It's it's the uh, it's the McIntyre system. It's the it's one they use for the cricket, you know, the when they have to work out the scores. It's that system as well too. So. Duckworth Lewis. The Duckworth Lewis systems try and work it out, Charlie. <laughs> to be honest, I've got no idea why they do it that way, but it's the AFL and we can't figure out anything that they do, to be honest. All righty. So um, how about we start with um, – I reckon we start with this one. Three votes. No, we're going with the good stuff first. We're going with the good stuff. I reckon we go with the good stuff because there's been so much bad talk over, especially with, you know, who we're talking about. But let's go – uh, let's go and have a chat about the good stuff. All right, the big boys, they came to play on the weekend. How good was it to see Melbourne and Port Adelaide, who were yeah. supposed to be the informed teams, come out and literally dominate games on the weekend? That was exciting to see. And they played two very similar types of ball, pressure yeah. across the field, yeah. forcing the opponents to make mistakes and then just killing them on the on the, on the the turnover. And it was just really nice to see. You guys set it up perfectly. Geelong were out of that literally first quarter. It was over. Yes. Just by how much. Yeah. And then our guys took a little bit longer. It was a great first quarter. Charlie Cameron with his three goals in the first bit was sensational to watch, but they just grind them away and then just overran them. Now, there was a couple of things that happened during the game that might have led to that as well too, people getting injured. People might have been playing injured as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're talking about obviously Dan McStay and um, Harris Andrews, and there's lots of stuff being talking about, especially for the second one there as well. But yeah. I just ran them off their feet, and goodness gracious, you know, 
Bombing, bombing England and Germany wasn't a good idea at times during World War II because it got you into some serious trouble. Bombing your ball into the Melbourne backlight is not a good idea because they're just going to take it and whip it up the other end. So it's going to be interesting to sort of see what teams do over the next couple of weeks. With that. What yep. were your sort and, of looks over it? Well, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, um, both Melbourne and Port Adelaide really controlled that um, that forward 50 territory and really the last half of the game for both games uh, Brisbane really struggled to get the ball forward of that of that uh, fifty. They really just you guys just chopped it off. Um, Olivier Bailey Fritch had a big night for us. It was just change the name, you know, add in Orazio Fantasia, and it's almost the same sort of game. We had a literally back there in the first quarter on record to take the most intercept marks the world's ever going to see. <laughs> Um, I've just seen I, – I thought Charlie Keegan's first comment, but Craigie Jones from the Portress podcast has just rolled out. Tom Hawkins is a dirty, bloody cheat. First and third quarters, his shoulders and arms were so shiny, it was like he took the oil reserves from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, I can't – the Goanna oil um, shares have gone through the roof as well, Craig. Geelong, Geelong are always shiny. Geelong are always you know why? They have to be shiny. Because they're old. <laughs> they, have to have, they have to give some hope to them. Look how shiny we are. We're fit. But your old uh, dad's army, they're going to cop it, mate. If they get uh, through this week, it's going to be very difficult the week after. <laughs> Blake Wall, another good comment. <laughs> He's had so much oil on him, America, and planning to invade. Blakey oh, Wall, welcome, Blakey. Good stuff. Um, so, okay. you know, look, it was, it was, it was, as you said, the big boys came to play one and two on the ladder. They are there for a reason. There's a reason why we have 23 rounds and the reason why there's a ladder, and it does speak to actual proper form. And Port and Melbourne are the two teams that are the pace setters this season. Now, I think this is sort of leading into the next point. If this doesn't eliminate the pre-finals by the AFL are idiots, yep. even more than we think that they are at times. It just bye goes bye. to show, bye bye. just get rid of the pre-finals bye-bye, bye-bye to the bye-bye, get straight into the games, yep. bang, the teams that earn it, they get the week off. It means everybody has to force their way through. Mm-hmm. It should be the way it is. We're going to be getting a breather between the preliminary and also the grand final, so the week off will be then. Yeah. And the reason for it is due to quarantining issues and other bits and pieces as well. But I think that's a good idea. Do it then. But well, it's just, just get um, rid of it. Just get rid of it. There is no need for it. And as we saw, there were teams yeah. resting players, and they were they were sitting eighteenth on the ladder, and they were resting players in that last round. So it doesn't really matter. Just no. If and teams it, want to rest them, let them rest. They do it all the way through the season. They can manage them for round. You know, don't talk about integrity after everything that we've seen so far over the last goodness knows how many years. Don't throw the integrity banner around because there's a lot of integrity that isn't in the AFL. And where do you want to start? Yeah, and Damn the pre-finals by um, used to just suck the oxygen out of the season, I always felt. So, yeah, good luck. See you later. Never to yep. come back, please. Never come back. And if they do, they're idiots. Say it, <laughs> um, they're idiots. Rightio. Um, what about the um, on the big boys as well? We've got some bulls out there, and the bulls were running. Oh, it's about the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Clayton Oliver had uh, – you know, best game he's probably had for a very long time. Track was just doing what he wanted to do. I mean, for he was one week. He made the week before. Well, I think this is better. Um, track was basically doing anything on the boundary line within phone box sort of stuff, and he was running through people, he was pushing people off, he was breaking tackles, he was doing the stuff that we love. Wines very similar, both very similar games. Uh, thirty three and thirty two disposals, both of them there. Liber, um, basically, oh, how good was it to see the tattooed one get back? See, there's a guy who has yep. shit tats, but he plays like an absolute gun. Yeah, love the Liber. Uh, he's got a really dirty mustache. Yeah. Now, I love the Libra. He's got a shit mustache. <laughs> he's got shit tats, but he doesn't play shit football. He's the complete yeah. opposite. He's a gun. <laughs> love it. We had Absolutely Parker, love it. We had Parker, Kelly doing what to do, Taranto showing, um, you know, why he was a top 10 pick. Parrish obviously standing up, um, displaying, you know, a really good season that he's had and he's going to continue for a lot because I think Essendon, even though they didn't have the win, um, there's a lot there to like. McRae doing what McRae wants to do. Um, yeah, it was just a good week for midfielders. A really uh, finals footy, and it sounds really, really harsh and we talk about it, but contested footy is finals football, and those guys there definitely stood up when they needed to. Yeah, definitely. And it's it usually throughout the season it's your 
your your top six players win games through the season. It's usually your bottom six players win your finals. And if you have a look at your top, your bottom six of each of the clubs that won, they probably yeah. had a lot more outstanding games. And I can only focus on my club. People like uh, Sparrow, Spargo. Um, I wouldn't say Rivers, but you know, if you have a look at the whole thing, got Rivers in there as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Harrison Petty had sensational games. Your mob probably similar across the board too. Yeah, it just makes a massive difference if you can get if you can bat really deep because it just takes the pressure off the the number one guns to be able to do their stuff as well too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it was just awesome to see. Um, can I also throw a special shout out to one of my old my old players? Yeah, he does obviously not with us anymore. But Jesse Hogan, it was just nice. hadn't played finals before. He should have been there in two thousand and eighteen, but a series of uh, misfortunes wasn't able to get him across the line. Yeah, for him to go out and do what he did on the weekend in a very very tight game, nine contested marks. He kicked two two. I think he even had a double poster in there at one stage. <laughs> he just looked good. He looked happy. He had the hair flick going again. And yep. he had uh, seat 1A to the Toby Green umpire incident as well too. So he had everything going for him on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he can come out and have another great game this weekend uh, against Geelong because he, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a bit of a hard run. He's plays his 100th game, I think, this weekend as well too. So that's actually really encouraging to see. And hopefully he makes something out of it as well. Yeah. Um, um, still not a huge fan of the GWS jumpers. I like, the, I like the new one. I do like the charcoal with the orange. I think it's got a bit of to it. I do like it. I do um, like it. Do you want to talk about the bad? Oh, we've got to talk about the bad because it's, if we didn't have the bad, the show would be over in about 20 minutes tonight because there's so much crap flying around. We've got to get straight into it. But just a couple of things that um, came up here is, is that, you know, for anyone who hasn't um, just hasn't realised, Essendon have not won uh, on the weekend again in the finals. And it looks like it's been another uh, number of days that they've unfortunately not uh, going to win win a, a final days-wise. We're looking at 6,200-plus at the moment, and that just keeps growing. Give that they may grow, Essendon. It's been 18 years, I think, since you've won a final. <laughs> and we're really disappointed about that. Uh, I'm not getting personal, but, Jesus, some banter going on the chat. If you don't join us on the chat on a, on a Tuesday night, you need to jump on the Facebook page, get on the chat. We're going to read you out if we think you're funny. And I'll tell you what, it is going off tap tonight as we record. So, J-Dog, um, yes. let's call out the big man. Haley off, Ellingworth on. Bloody week of this. All right, mate. Let's lead this one off because someone is obviously getting dragged this weekend. Should we start with the big one? Well, we'll talk about it quickly because it's going to be part of our news part. So, we'll just talk about it quickly. Okay. Toby, 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 three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the bad part of this is. Because I looked at that, and I don't know what happened to your phone, but my phone had to almost shut itself down at overheat with the number of messages coming in on the chat, the WhatsApp, the Facebook Messenger, yeah, uh, the Weibo, everything it was just <laughs> dropping in for what he yeah. did. It's like, oh, Toby, Toby, what have you done now? Mm. And regardless of the way you look at it, they almost tried to watch it apparently like the Zapruder film. That's how they were slowing it down frame by frame in the in – the, hearing today, but I don't know what you were doing, Chief. You've done it way too many times, and he just ran straight. He's run straight through him. That's all you can say. Yeah. Can't touch so it's just, mate, I love you to death. I'd have you at my team in a heartbeat. But, geez, <laughs> you do some stupid things. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. And we're going to get into that a little bit more too because it's it's not over yet, trendsetters. No. It is not over yet. Over to yeah. you, big boy. Uh, well, we're going to talk about his name. We're going to talk about him now. We'll talk about him later on as well. Luke Jackson uh, gets some teeth knocked out. And, Peps, uh, you're saying now there could be a rumour he's getting traded to Collingwood. because That's that correct. There's a rumour that he's going to Collingwood. He suits mm-hmm. their profile to a T. Yep. Uh, no front teeth, uh, long hair, and a lisp. lisp yep. suited, and to the, suited to a Collingwood supporter. Um, probably number one ticket holder, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, he'd fit right in with that mob. Um, but, yeah, poor bloke. He already had a false tooth and they knocked out the good tooth. But they're back in and he's ready to rock. So, and he played a pretty good game on the weekend too. He just just, just did his thing. Just did yep. his thing. Um, awesome. Another another trophy we talk about football, bad cook, uh, bad kicking is bad football. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many times have I said bad kicking? What are the two rules of this podcast? It's like Fight Club. The first rule uh, of the first athlete, of lace out is. Footballers, athletes right. footballers. That's not it. The, the, the oh. first real one is you got to okay, get the sorry. off-field right to get the on-field right. That's tattooed on this forearm, okay? 
Mm-hmm. The other forearm says, bad kicking is bad football. <laughs> and the Swans, you nailed that to a, to a T. They had the last seven shots of the game. Yep. It was points. 65 to 42 inside 50s for that game. They smashed the inside 50s yep. and they just couldn't convert. They shouldn't have got themselves in that position in the first place. No. Buddy was on fire. And then for some reason they went to him too much. We get Heaney down there. He decided to light it up. But obviously they don't do many much goal kicking except those two because nobody else could even get close. Posts after posts Missed, after like posts. Missing the goals completely. People open in the 50, like they must have had COVID because they were social. <laughs> the GWS backmen were social distancing at one stage. There was no one around them. And they just went to top of the square and you could just see that. It was a real shame because the Swans have been playing great footy all year and to go down by a point. I've lost a grand final by a point. Yeah. And that hurts. Like that's 10 years ago and that still digs. Mm-hmm. That, that I can tell you now they're hurting and they're still hurting now. They're still on the um, Tui's Blue right up there in New South Wales right now. Yep. That's um, got to Peps, Do you want to talk about this next one about a particular football club around the corner from you? Oh, no, nah, you can rip this one because no, I'm going to do it. Oh, you do it. No, you, you do, do it. it. You're the Melbourne All right, supporter. I'll do it. Essendon supporters. <laughs> right. When I saw you guys lose on the weekend, I was a little bit shattered because you played some really good football and a lot of my close mates are wrestling supporters and I knew that they were just don't pushing come, them home. Don't right? come to our listeners with your falseness, Peps. But, <laughs> but, to go and say that the four free kicks that Cody Waitman got cost you the game... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, but four goals does not equal 44 points. Is that correct, J-Dog? I think that they were still – what about the other three goals and two points that they kicked? Yeah, last time I, last time I checked, last you time have I to checked, kick goals. You've actually, yeah, you've actually got to kick them yourselves, don't you? <laughs> and you've got to do it over four quarters, not just two. Stop watching Melbourne games from a couple of years ago. <laughs> that is just pathetic. What did I say? What did I say last week? Yeah, look at him. Oh, it was six free kicks. Okay. Charlie, six sixes of 36. You're still behind, mate. You're still behind. Okay. Oh, far out. It makes me laugh. And you know what? There was yep. a couple of shockers there. There was the one across the boundary line. Yeah, that, that, shouldn't have, that shouldn't have been there, right? But in the back was one as well. Shouldn't have been In the back. There. No, in the back one, they didn't pay. He got one in the middle of the ground that they pushed him in the back, didn't pay. He got dragged down on one. That was there. The one where he got under, um, I think it was Draper's armpit, that was a little bit stiff. Uh, (laughs) And the other one was due. So you could say two out of the four weren't there. But he's still got to go back and kick them, Mm -hmm. and he did. Okay? And what did I say in our tipped-out preview? Peter Wright will not kick seven. I don't think he even kicked one, so he didn't have to do that. And... um, uh, uh, the package got lost in the mail and he didn't turn up either. He turned on for the first quarter. Oh, that's it. <laughs> but, but what have I said? What have I said? I've said it all season. Yeah. You stop the package, you're going to be a massive chance of winning this. And it happened, all right? But Darcy mm-hmm. Parrish, fantastic. Dylan Shield, he'd, he'd have to be on the out right now, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 He uh, just butchers it. It was um... – I was I was praying so hard for Essendon to have a win. Like it's a six it's a six thousand day thing there, six thousand two hundred days. Uh now it's gonna be a, a minimum six and a half thousand for next season. Uh someone already put it on, I think it was Craig Jones from the Porches Podcast, has already put on there. Um without Sheedy, that number is actually more around seventeen thousand something, something and something. Like it's actually like yeah, twenty-four years or thirty-four years or something like that. Without a finals have they, win? Have they won? Is it interesting mm-hmm. one? Have they won a final mm-hmm. in the colour television era? She without Sheedy. Sheedy took over as a coach. I don't know when colour TV came. 50s, wasn't it? 60s? I don't know when TV, colour TV oh, came. They started. I don't know. Sheedy took over in what? 81? Yeah, I was going to say 82, but yeah, okay. 81, two. I don't know. I'm not a Essendon supporter. Don't care. 1968 um, finals since a finals win without Sheeds. Oh, shit, yeah. I was right. They haven't won a Sorry. final. No, 2000, 2000 grand final they won. Oh. No, but that had Sheedy. No, they had Sheedy then. You know, You're right. We're doing it without Sheedy, Essendon supporters. Without Sheedy. Okay. Now we're talking about colour television, <laughs> not normal. Ca- Listen, don't get fired up. Listen to what we're saying. Has Essendon 
won a final without Sheedy since colour television has been introduced? That's the li- that's one listener question. If I want someone on the chat who's listening to this right now, because I reckon it might be a no. There's some really smart people in our chat in this room. I know there is already, so they'll come up with a pretty quick peps. Oh, we, I got smart, we got smart listeners. We have got smart listeners, but none of them are online right now. Uh, <laughs> 2006. Who did they win in 2006 with? Was Sheedy coaching? Doesn't matter. Uh, no, it wasn't. Let's one. move on. Um, um, oh, all right. And the last one. They won a final. Fantastic. No, we haven't. Even the season and support is the same. We haven't won a final. <laughs> God, this is just God. This is fantastic. Right. And the last one. Now. Yes. Lakai Cockatoo. He had one kick for the night. <laughs> was that to where, Daniel McStay's head? I know. Did that count as a deal. stat? Would that uh, count as an would that count as an effective disposal? It would be a point if we were doing judo. Or would it be a clanger? <laughs> was it a clang? His face. Oh, his face looked like a bucket of smashed crabs. If it wasn't hard enough for Brisbane to win the game on Saturday night, that did not help. <laughs> nah, Joe Danaher is the only target forward. Yikes. No, Charlie Cameron's the only target forward. He, oh, that's right. He kicked, what, five goals? He's just got to stay him. down. Don't, don't, don't go leading up the ground, Charlie. I mean, um, <laughs> Charlie, you can do whatever you want, but Danaher, don't go leading up the ground. Just stay down. You just make a target, okay? Oh, um, yeah, how good was how good years. the teeth that went flying? Oh no, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But at least we were able to get flying, Rue boy. Um, and listen, just to make you feel at home a little bit. Kanga, kanga, kanga. That's for you. That's for you, Rue boy. Just because we love you, okay? Just because we love you, we're just going to play that in the background, just to celebrate your wooden spoon. Uh, okay, just to celebrate it. But, yeah, Charlie Cameron, get on the motorbike. He was sensational as well too. But, uh, he was Yeah, there was a little, little bad thing. And the weather down in Launceston, what do you expect? Hobart, Hobart, don't they want to play a game down there all the time? Oh, shock. Look, I tell you shock. once, I tell you a hundred times, all games should be played at Adelaide Oval. That is the mecca of football in Adelaide. Okay, beautiful. Go to church straight after it if you like. Um, all right, Pep, okay, your favourite so, one. This is your, uh, this is your one. Which one's that? The Rising Star? Yes. Got to give the Rising Star. So we're going to quickly look. The Rising Star was announced last week. And, yes, I'm a very, very happy man because Luke Jackson from the Melbourne Football Club, he was the winner. We picked him a pick three in the draft. People were thinking that it was stupid. Why would you go for a bona fide Ruckman so early in the draft? But I think you can see so far he's not just a Ruckman. He's, a, he's an on-baller. He's 199 centimetres of just pure awesomeness. Um, he's got a mullet, he can kick, he can mark, he can do it all. Uh, Lukey Jackson, the rising star. Uh, He got uh, the full five votes from nine of the 11 judges, finishing with 51. Tom Green placed second, which I thought – I actually thought your bloke, Mitch George, would would be a little bit higher because he he, he got dropped twice this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. so but he finished with 38, Mitch Georgiard, he's finished with 28, and a pair of Justin McInerney and Errol Gordon from the Swans, 14-11 uh, votes rounded out the top five there. So fantastic to um, to see him winning it. Um, the All-Australian team was last week, and everybody who got into that, congratulations to you. Was there anyone that you were surprised with, J-Dog, from the All-Australian team that you thought should have been there? No comment. And, Okay, I'll say it. Bokey should have been in there, full stop. No, no, Peps. I learned something last week. What's that? Clubs nominate who they wish to put forward for the Australian team. Seriously? Seriously. That's just stupid. Then why have selectors for? And you know what? Screw the squad of 40. Just give us the 22. Peps, I'll say it once. It's like a participation award. I've said it for four years. The All-Australian team, who do they play? What's the point of making the team? What's the point? Uh, it's just, just to say it, the best is the best. It. It's, it's, well, because they I'm can't go. To, they can't go to Top Gun. They can't go to Top Gun. So they've got to go and put the All Australian team in. Make it a forty. Just call it a squad. No, it's not a squad. Okay, just, just it's a, it's but a waste think, of you know, time. Cross the no, it's not a waste of time. Jake Stringer he, should have been in there. No, he shouldn't have. Are you serious? He only Absolutely. played nine. He should have been in there, Jake Stringer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Didn't do it in the first you half. Name, yeah, Didn't name me a better player in the second half of the, of the league, of the second I, season, I, sorry. I, I, it's, it's for the entire season. Name should me a better player. Hey, but what, what do you want to name you? Don't start. Charlie Cameron, there's one. Yeah, he was in there. As in a, the squad. He should have made the team. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Stringer should have made it. 
No, he shouldn't have. Sorry. And it proved it on the weekend. When, did, it went, when, when, the, when the crunch happens, he went missing. <laughs> the guns don't go missing in the All-Australian team, okay? Uh, guns yeah, don't go I'll, missing. You um, look at the guys that made the All-Australian team that played finals, all of them had good finals. Um, all right. Let's, let's move Aaron on. Aaron Hall should have been in as that All-Australian halfback. Ruboy, um, I love yes. you. I think you're still hey, you're still suffering was, from Mad Monday. What? When was the last time uh, Petrarca played on the wing? He, he got half forward, mate. Uh, Petrarca's on the wing. He's been listed on oh, the wing. He's half forward. He? No, he's listed as a half forward. Sam Walsh was or was it, Sam, or was it Oliver on the wing? No, Oliver was the rover. Right. It was okay. Sam Walsh was one of them, and McRae was the other one. Just oh, I agree. Crack. There should be. There should be. That's the other thing. There should be wingers. Like Hugh McCluggage should have been in if you're playing, if you're if you're picking a team. But once again, you've got media media lovers. Dylan McLaughlin's in there. Like it's just a, that that's the farcical side of things. It's fair to say that Ollie Wines is the best sentiment for the whole season. That's pretty fair to say. Named in the center, dead center, dead center. That's good. Oh, you know well, he's, he's a fine player. He's a fine player. <laughs> very good. All right, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the news. Uh, stories going. And I also got that wrong. It was Walsh and Merritt on the wing. So thank you very much, Blake Wall. Keep up your fight with the guys from the Portress podcast on the chat. We're loving it tonight. <laughs> All right, mate, friend. Um, it's over to the news guy, our news breaker, our Tom Brown. Is not uh, Tom Brown. Look, yes. Okay. It's you. It's you. Yes, You're okay. the news breaker, J Dog. We're going around the breaker. grounds, and it's time to hand it over to the, the main man, Laceout's news breaker. Jamie the J-Dog. Well, let's give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. What have you got for us tonight? All right, look, I'm not going to go over the ground too much here, Peps, because nothing nothing has filled my feeds more than this bloody story about about, uh, Toby Green smacking into into the umpire. Whatever the result is, he's got three weeks. What's come out of that, though, is probably uh, a bit more of a story, and that's the AFL CEO, Gil McLaughlin, is not happy with the brevity of that ban. He's come out and said that he finds that decision perplexing and AFL is considering, once again, it's the stupidest system in the whole wide world, the AFL is considering appealing the ban of a system that they're in charge of. So the AFL, Gil McLaughlin can say, I don't agree with that. I want to uh, have that appealed. I don't, I don't have an issue with that, Jamie. I don't have an issue with it. It's, it's dumb. It's a bit dumb, the CEO saying, I want to have this appeal against a decision that someone on my pay books has made. Yeah, but the, the tribunal is independent. That's what they say. The tribunal is independent. <laughs> but I agree with this because... So for those living under a rock, we know that Char- we know that uh, Toby Green has smacked into Matt Stevick, the umpire. Um, everyone who's seen it, um, yeah, some may go, it was a bit soft or this or whatever. Fact of the matter is, you can't go touching umpires. We have learned that from a day dot for anyone who's played sport. You do not touch umpires. He walked away with a three-game suspension where the tribunal was asking for um, a consideration of six plus. Peps, where do you line this one here? Is three enough? Should it be more? Should it be more? Should it be six? Yeah. Cool. And it's not the contact Mm -hmm. and the severity of the contact. Mm -hmm. It's just the look of it. It's just stupid. Yeah. You listen to this podcast because you love your footy. And I guarantee whether you've played footy, you've played netball, uh, I, I can't say soccer because they touch the refs all the time, so I'm not going to worry about that. Rugby yeah. league, they had um, on SCN today, they had one of the, the New South Wales reporters said that would have been half a season in the NRL. Like don't even go near them. Well, this is, this is the and thing. And that's why I'm pissed about this is because you just don't go. There's banter between players and umpires, okay, have a bit of a laugh, et cetera. Yeah. But you just don't walk straight through because it is just a sign of disrespect. It's the number one, it's literally the number one rule. Mm-hmm. The other one being, which my dad told me throughout my entire 377-game career at the East Keeler Football Club, Chris, if you can't play like one, at least look like one. <laughs> and uh, socks up at all times. Socks up, tucked in. Yeah, That was just silly. It was stupid. It didn't need to be done. And you hear that they were slowing down the film. His eyes weren't... They shouldn't slow it down at all. Just play it at the speed. Just play it at normal speed all the time. That should be one of the rules because that's at the speed that it happened. Mm-hmm. And he, he dropped the shoulder. He yeah. went through. It was Latrell Mitchell. Like, it was Latrell Mitchell like. I, I like what um, Dunstall come out and said, and he said, um, "You know, this is a play here. Toby Green um, 
has got a record. He's got 22 sightings for things like this in and around it. Toby is not the victim of the AFL. Like he has got, he needs to work on some things. And this is something where um, this is probably the highest order of all those things, the karate kick, the gouging of the eyes, the next, the pinching, uh, all those things. This is the worst of it. He was found from the AFL, three words. The intentional conduct was aggressive, demonstrative, and disrespectful. Yep. And yet he only walks away with a three-week ban. Yep. Um, it's a slippery slope. It's a really, really bad, bad look. Um, and as I said, six weeks should have been the absolute minimum for something like this. You know, Jay he, has, he, he has a record or he has, 20, he has, he has 22 other records of bad behavior, three weeks. I don't think that's enough. No. I remember, um, what are we looking at now? Yeah, 24 years ago, there was a, a massive event that happened. Um, a lot of, hopefully, our listeners will remember this. It was known as the Montreal Screwjob. And it was when Vince McMahon rang the bell when Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were fighting it out for the title. And Shawn dropped uh, Bret Hart into the sharpshooter and he rang the bell because Bret didn't want to drop the title because he was going over to WCW. And then there was an interview a couple of days uh, a couple of days later where uh, Jim Ross was interviewing Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon did basically came out and said Vince didn't screw Brett, Brett screwed Brett, mm-hmm. and it's a perfect words because you know twenty four years later Toby screwed Toby. He's got no one else to blame except himself. And he has like four hundred meters to walk around the umpire, and he chooses to walk through him. And they and they were saying, and then they said the umpire should have got out of their way. Why was the umpire walking through the huddle? Umpire was standing there. He <laughs> was standing, He was social distancing. They went at him. So, um, look, I love Toby as much as anybody, but come on, man, that's just it's just poo. Outside of that, now we know we're moving into the last bit of the season. There's got to be a change at the way that the AFL run their tribunal as well, too the way that the gradings work and all that sort of stuff. Like you can't just pigeonhole everything. There's things that aren't there. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and the AFL have appealed. Oh, you've dropped off. The AFL have appealed three tribunal decisions before. So in 2017, Basha Hooley was given. On. So hopefully they get some sort of idea of, of, of you know, someone who's got an idea of what's going on there too. So yep. Brad Scott seems to be the one. And I was just saying there, the AFL has um, has done this three times before. They have appealed tribunal decisions. Um, so, We'll see what comes in the next couple of days around this one here. Long story short, Toby's season is done. Um, he won't be playing any more in this final series. No. All righty. What's the next one, mate? Uh, next one, Peps, is uh, Collingwood have locked in a coach. Mm, who oh, have they picked locked. up? Oh. I'm pissed with this. <laughs> <I'm> f- <laughs> Me and Joel Michael, we are absolutely fuming at this result. <laughs> uh, so they picked up. Cost me 500 up, large. They've picked up Melbourne's triple premiership forward, uh, Craig McRae, as the club's next co- coach. Uh, so it's, he, Br- it's Brisbane's. Sorry, not Brisbane's. Melbourne's, not Melbourne's because if they won three flags, I don't know where I was. <laughs> Sorry, Brisbane. Um, triple premiership forward, Craig McRae. So um, we heard that Don Pike pulled out of the process after sort of that was um, uh, he had found out that this was – looking more positive for Craig. Uh, and then Adam Kingsley, we believe, has been told that he has been unsuccessful in the role. So, um, yeah, an ex-assistant, uh, sorry, an ex-assistant now at Hawthorne under Alistair Clarkson. He had stints at Richmond, Lions, the Pies, uh, and now the Pies. So, yeah. He's also done work uh, with the Melbourne Storm as well too. He was their kicking coach for a while down there yep. as well. So he's been under Bellamy, Clarkson, Malthouse, uh, he's worked with Hart. Like he's had a very, very good resume, and apparently his people skills are sensational. His tactical side of things is sensational, and literally between him and Kingsley was like a, a bee's dick side of things too. So yeah, and Pep, uh, good on him, good on him. We must have someone from the Collingwood board who listens to us because last week we said Leper needs to be back in the system. It's exactly what's looking like it's happening there. Um, well, Leper, Leper could be back at Collingwood. Well, could be in Collingwood. Well, he did say on the radio today that he's not. So he's either lying to every one of the listeners. Um, <laughs> but not, yeah, he'd be a good he'd be a good appointment as well, too. It's not like people to lie about jobs in the future. Never. Hey, by the way, okay. nah. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> no, I'm lying. No, all right. Next one. Um, look, 
this is just basically just a confirmation here. But we do know that the grand final now uh, is definitely locked in for uh, Western Australia. They're going to get the final. It's, it's, a, it's a rolling show now. Last year it was Gold Coast. This year it's Western Australia. We reckon and, they should do it next year. Uh, if, it gets, if it gets wiped out again due to COVID, can't come down to Melbourne, where do you reckon they should take it? Let's go to the US. Let's go to Dallas. Dallas. What about parks where the big satellite dishes? Oh, you know where they should play it? In (laughs) in Alice Springs where Melbourne have set up that football oval. I don't know if you've seen about this. Get online, everybody. Have a look at it. So there was a regional community. They basically put in all the irrigation Mm-hmm. And it looks they're just like it's it's just beautiful field. It's like the field of dreams in the well, middle of peeps, the outback. Can you just can you uh, put some calls into TIO up there at Alice Springs and just let us know what the ground fees are for next season? I'll be you guys like to sell you guys like to sell games up there and lose them every time you do it. So that's always nice of you. At least at least we've got something to sell. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the grand, the grand final is heading over to Western Australia, um, and whilst Gil was sort of having his little presser. Um, this afternoon, he also said that the Brownlow Medal Function will also be held in Perth on Sunday, the September the 19th, to kick off the uh, Grand Final Week celebrations. That's an interesting one because normally they do it on the Monday. Yes, yes, it's going to be on Sunday this time, something different. And who's going to be on the rotisserie this year? That's the question. Uh, well, I don't know, Pep. Is it going to be another virtual event? Um, where the Brownlow Award medalist puts their own medal on? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is it like Bathurst? The, br- the Brownlow is like Bathurst, I isn't it? I actually don't know, Peps. That's a good one. Yeah, so maybe because you get you, you get only watch the start. You yeah. want to see how fast Gil gets off to a good start. And then mm. you can nick off for the next 20-odd rounds and come back with about five rounds to go. That's all you need. You don't need to see all the other shit in the middle. Look, it's really up to what uh, that knob jockey over there in WA wants to do because I don't see – Players being let into the fear, into the um, state unless they've got a reason to be there, i.e., a grand final. And I definitely see partners being let into WA. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe they're just going to give it to Ollie Wines because he's there already. <laughs> he's there for grand final week already. Just give it to him. So be it. So be it. Um, oh, look at you. Look at you trying to be all cool, calm, and collected. I'm just. I just love the arrogance. Just love you- the arrogance. You won't see that from me at this time of year. <laughs> now, for all you future um, crusty demons out there or, you know, you could be a future jackass star or whatever, the AFL's equivalent of jackass, otherwise known as Jaden Stevenson, he got up to his mm-hmm. old tricks on the weekend, didn't he, Jamie? He certainly did. We've all been there, haven't we? No, we haven't. <laughs> what? We haven't all been there? Uh, I'd... I'd Haven't done this. Name a better combination. Skin full of alcohol and then you bring out the toys. Could be bikes, skateboards, rollerblades, whatever you want to play with. Old Jaden Stevenson decided to get boozed up and uh, bring out the old mountain bike for a bit of action, a bit of crusty demons, as you said, or a bit of downhilling. And uh, has unfortunately uh, broke his hip, suffered a small fracture, um, and then apparently begged the nurses and doctors not to tell tell the club. It's a bit this like guy that guy saying, the- don't tell him we're getting rid of him. Don't tell him. Look, last year I, we had sympathy for Jaden Stevenson in the last year being shipped off by Collingwood. This is a bit funny. Now, this is did, a bit funny. How did you feel when you got the phone call that your son's in hospital, Jamie? Uh, I was I was proud. <laughs> I was proud. <laughs> I want to know what he did on the mon- on the on the bike. Was it a mono hop? Was it an endo? Was it a when bunny? I, when I do this sort of stuff, it's more like jumping upstairs or down things. That's always fun. I like to do that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So maybe he was doing the same thing, just trying to do an endo or something. Oh, good on him. And you know what? The fact he was doing it with people around his house again, there's another COVID breach. Absolutely. Ah, oh, believe. Um, he was able to walk it off, which is good. You got to show your mates that you, you can walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's um look it's a bit unfortunate but um i mean he's 22 he's 22 peps oh he's, he's 22. he actually played he actually played some pretty good pretty good footy this year too he did i reckon north north are going in the right place i put yep. north i put north over collingwood any day um but still funny i, I do right yeah, it's funny it's funny just when you hear this stuff like hey it's no fev walking through um the city square with a dildo but you know no. we, take what we can get these days or pissing on on, at, on the front window of a nightclub haven't we all done that haven't we all done that um 
All right, Peps. Okay, time mate. to uh, time to play your song, your favourite song. You start to play the money because <laughs> oh yeah, it's splashing the cash in time. Here we go. So contract news coming to you from DJ Pep Six, rocking the mic. All right, so let's get into it. So. Lots of players still unsigned at this particular moment in time. So we've got Daniel Talia, no Adelaide contract this year. They're not going to keep him. Word is mm-hmm. the Tigers may need to maybe bring him in. That's a little bit of the word going around. Yeah. Aaron Hall, very, very close to uh, signing a new deal with North. It was on the chat from Ruboy saying that he should have been in the All-Australian team. Probably stretching it a little bit thin. He was averaging apparently 30 possessions. But, hey, uh, Lockie Neal had um, 48 on the weekend and their team got pumped. So possessions don't mean much these days. Yeah. Uh, Luke Parker, apparently some um, bit of uh, not worky-worky up there in the Swans. He wants four by 700 a year. Oh. They've offered him around about two by 500. Oh. Oh, Luke Would be Parker. a great oh. connection to go to the Gold Coast Suns, I reckon. Four That's by a- seven is just ridiculous. 28. So that would take him to 32. On 700. On 700. Go to Carlton. They'll give it to you. (laughs) All right. Um, Liam Duggan on the verge of a new contract. And we, Rioli. Yeah. We, not Willie. We, Rioli, (laughs) uh, has been offered a one-year contract as well. He was hoping to play the last game, but he couldn't get through. Mason Cox, yes. Uh, the Western Bulldogs, apparently there's been a bit of talk there. There's a backup for Josh Bruce. I don't where's, know. Where's Wallace? Uh, Wallace, no contract this year. Lipinski's going the move as well too. You want a backup? You've got Wallace there, Pips. I know. You've got you've got your leading goal kicker from last year and you've, you've booted him. Norton, like you've got them there. Wallace, I know. You've got the hair of Smith. Wallace and Norton, and you don't want to put it together. Um, Mason Cox literally rolls out his highlight reel, goes for about two minutes, and it's that prelim. That's yep. it. Oh, and also his first kick in uh, an Anzac Day game. Uh, Luke Gunston looking like the D's might be a favourite for his services next year. Moving mm-hmm. on from the Hawks, had a bit Won't of trouble Won't, cost, Won't cost us a lot, and I would love him there just to add a little bit of stability to that half, uh, to that forward line as well. Levi Casbolt, bit of a chat between Gold Coast and the Hawks there. Sam Wiedemann, North and Collingwood. Now, obviously, the Pies want to bring him in because of the legacy of the Wiedemann name, but they don't have any currency. I don't know what they could actually bring him across with. Okay. Um, apparently, Marble Choi has been uh, chased a little bit by um, Essendon as well. As the Suns, yep. Yep. Uh, no, Essendon seems to be a little bit of a Chatsky Chatsky there. And apparently, okay. Patrick Lipinski is going to the Suns. Tommy Roker is just saying everybody's going to the Suns. Or well, you might as well because <laughs> everybody's leaving the Suns. Well, look, uh, Luke Dunstan as well. And a lot of those, a lot of those, um, probably last four or five came from Ricky Nixon as well too. So uh, get on the Chicken's Facebook page. Get some cracking stuff on there. It's awesome to see. But. Uh, like I said, um, that was your money, and uh, that was time to splash the cash. All right, just uh, just a new one here, Peps. Just and look, they're going to come more and more as the season gets on yep. and over. The Gonski files. Uh, this is focusing purely on the coaches. So uh, for St Kilda, they've parted ways with assistant coaches Aaron Hamill and Adam um, Scrubback, um, and high performance boss. Matt Hornsby uh, in the wake of its 2021 failed campaign. So three coaches gone from St. Kilda. Yep. Brisbane, um, apparently there's a bit of a link there. It's been there for a while that Michael Voss has emerged um, on the radar um, for the Gold Coast. Yep. As an assistant coach up there under Stuart Dew for 2022. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Not a bad one. one. You'd be wrapped about it. uh, Yeah, I would be. I've still got my my sign here. That's never going anywhere. Make Fossey coach again. Um, Carlton have parted ways with Brent Stanton, um, who was the midfield and transition coach for this year. And we also know uh, back when Carlton announced there. Uh, who, who did he help transition? Well, it's a, it's, it's a new thing, Peps. So I imagine transition coach being um, from forward to back or could be from uh, rookie listed player to main player. I don't not, know, Pets. Not transitioning Caitlin Jenner style? Uh, I don't know if Carlton have got that. Because a lot of them did play like that, in, especially <laughs> in the last few rounds of the season. So that might have been they got the wrong transition coach in. Yeah. 
Could have. Um, and John, as we know, John Barker left back in June when Carlton announced their uh, review. Collingwood, the big one who's come out in the last few hours, has decided to uh, farewell assistant mm. and caretaker coach. Robert Harvey has departed the club. His contract is up and he has decided to leave the Holden Centre after 10 years of service there. Um, And for Essendon, not a coach but a player, David Zaharakis um, has not been offered a contract next year at Essendon, but he is definitely looking to extend his 230-odd, 40 How how old is he? Zaharakis would be 33. No. Wouldn't be that old, would he? So I'm just thinking... There's only one club that I can think that he would slot in perfectly at. You're going to say Suns? Nope. Okay. Geelong. <laughs> 31, Geelong. <laughs> he qualifies for uh, He qualifies for um, the oh. pensioners discount at Geelong. So he'd be a shoo-in to join Higgins, <laughs> Smith, <laughs> Everybody else, they had ten players over thirty. Higgins, yeah, as you said, all those ones. I wonder why he Dull wants to shorten the quarters. What's the shorten the quarters? It's about fifty-six, uh, oh. uh, about fifteen minutes, and allow walkers on the ground as well too. <laughs> Very good. All right, uh, Peps. Yeah, mate. Have you deleted all the injuries from this list? No. You, <laughs> you have, you cheeky monkey. Did I? <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. That's okay. That's oh, okay. I, I thought they were last week's. Oh, doesn't no, that's matter. okay. Hey, all good. Just go, Quickly, just, I'll just run you through some of the things. Well, it doesn't there. really matter. The only ones that matter are the ones that are going to occur this week. Correct. Uh, exactly right. So um, we don't. We know that uh, Leicester from oh, – sorry, from Brisbane. Um, Leicester did a huge amount of running in a workout in Adelaide to show that he was on track to play this week. And Chris Fagan, uh, Chris Fagan said that Ryan Leicester's basically a certainty to play against the Western Bulldogs. Gardner and Birch will both have cop knocks against the Demons, but um, they played out the game. And Archie, uh, Callum Archie, is looking like he's ready to go. No um, McStay due to concussion protocols? Uh, no McStay, yes, um, with that one there. So, yeah, 12 days for McStay now. So, hopefully get through. Um, for Gold, uh, for Gold Coast, for the Cats, um, they're confident that Stewart will, could be back this week, maybe. Uh, Mark O'Connor left the game with a hamstring strain on Friday night. Um, and Patrick Dangerfield has come out, uh, or they've said that Patrick Dangerfield has injured his hand in the last game of the season against you guys. Um, and he was playing with a fracture on a Friday night, but, um, he isn't expected to be any in doubt facing Greater Western Sydney on Friday night. Well, did you, there was one possession that went down the ground. You remember this, where the ball came down the oh. sort of half oh. back line. It went literally straight. It was almost like he couldn't even grab the ball. Straight down to who? Brazio. From Fiddy and went bang. That was like my Vince McMahon moment. Like yeah. just back in my chair. You just. <laughs> you struck when that happened? I was a bit. Actually, I was still nervous. Um, yeah. For GWS. Um, the only one there. There's no real concerns for Luke Jackson. Uh, sorry for, uh, sorry for Melbourne. Um, nah, you know, we came out. We came out pretty much on scale. You guys got nothing really out of that one there. Giants. Um, as you know, Green's gone. Braden Pruce is injured again, so he's not going to be there. Um, Kennedy suffered a low grade hamstring strain. Sam Reed felt some tightness. Yeah, they they got um, some issues this week. Yeah, coming uh, also rolled his ankle at the one point win over Sydney, so there's some issues there. Yeah, Court, no issues. Western Bulldogs, um, Cordy was a late withdrawal against Essen after feeling ill on the day of the game, but should be playing this week. Um, Crozier will have sat out his mandatory 12-day concussion um, under the AFL guidelines, so yep. if he passes the test, he will be back. Yep. Um, and I don't see Richards being back for this game at all. So, no. and also I think if you're, the teams down there got frostbite. As well. <laughs> it's freezing. It was cold. But they got to spend a few days down in Barn Bugle. So, geez, imagine playing the golf down there. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, he did his Liz Frank. So he won't be back. Stuart won't be back because he did his Liz Frank in his foot. He's oh, okay. It was Tui with his hamstring. But uh, he's another oh, one over sorry, thirty, yeah. so he should be in because he's over thirty. They they'll get rid of the young kids. Yeah, too. All right, J Dog. Um, so one week at a time. There's only one week left for this week. Obviously, there's only two mm-hmm. games, and so mm-hmm. out of the two games, which one are you looking forward to more? Is now I know we have our vested interest in it, 
Taking that aside, which game are you yeah. looking forward to more this week? The GWS Cats or the Brisbane Doggies? GWS and the Cats, I think. I would be interested to see. Um, well, GWS sort of just scraped in. Um, and I want to see how they go against a, a genuine team. I don't think the Cats will lose. I think they're probably going to win. Um, but that one there's probably got the most riding on it, I think. Yeah, I think that I think they'll actually win. Yeah, Ge- Geelong as well too. Um, because the other game, they're two they're, they're two quality teams. They're, they're two uh, literally top four teams for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if the doggies come out and do what they did on the weekend, and after seeing what Brisbane did, I think they're going to struggle. But they've got the home ground advantage too. So that, that's 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 a different kettle of fish. But I think this game on Friday is really going to go against a team that's been struggling for a good portion of the season and just got their stuff together in the last couple of weeks. They've got a yep. number of injuries this week yep. um, against a team that was literally bringing in three gun players in Higgins, Smith and Cameron for this particular time of the year. So th- they have to do it. Otherwise, the question is going to be asked, will the Sam Stoza Football Club <laughs> – Questions will be asked about their coach. Questions um, are going to be asked about their rebuild. <laughs> wow, Again. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and we're not going to talk too, about, too much here, but, you know, we've got Geelong, we've got a crop of young players there who are just sitting on the sidelines. Are they going to be waiting for another year? Are they going to prepare to wait for another season? They bring in some more senior recruits. Then it's another season they miss out on playing AFL football. Like, Knuckles a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and not being able to play any VFL football has made a, a massive dent to a lot of these clubs as well, too, because they're like, well, who do we who do we play? Who do we trade? They're just playing practice games at the yeah, moment, and yeah. you know the only thing about that's good that's come out of the practice games is Majak Door smacking Coxie. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. All right, J Dog. So, uh, list the question for this week. What have you got for us? All right. So, back onto a food item. Um, the question is: If you were to bring one food item to a party, what would you bring? Now, can that be a food or beverage? No, just food. Just a food item. So if you have to go to a party, what would you bring? One food item. I reckon I'd bring Jamie bread. <laughs> I'd bring, what's, I'd bring, what's that? Is that just like nails and glass and tacks and no, super No, glue? hundreds and thousands on bread oh. cut diagonal with the things cut off. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we would have. It's good old Jamie bread. All right. saying, oh. Am I saying you're a fairy? No. no. I just called it Jamie bread. That's what I've called Did it. You say Vi- Are you saying Viagra on the bread, Peps? That's very irresponsible. Wow. What if kids eat that? I'll, uh, Try explaining that. They'll, they'll be a bit stiff, but that'll wear off after a while. <laughs> All righty. So what a cracker. So remember, Thursday night, if you, weren't, if, you don't, if you weren't part of this, Thursday night we're actually going live. Yes, we're going live like we are tonight with our team's uh, selections and obviously our previews for the game. J-Dog and I are each going to do our game, so make sure you're part of that. We had a great turn-up last week. We're going to have even a better turn-up this week. So you're going to get the hardest-hitting preview to the two finals games Thursday night with Tipped Out because it's how you want your finals tips. Um, Outside of that, everybody who's joined us tonight, you're sensational. We love you. Hey, look, we've got the merch. Tell me if you like it. We might be able to hook some things up. So we're going to be chatting to Rue Boy's brother about this because he's uh, into that sort of stuff. So if you want a, if you want a bit of the uh, Lace Out hoodie merch or T-shirts, tell us if you're interested because if we are, we might, uh, we might organise something towards the end of the season. But outside of that, look, you've been fantastic. Leave a review for us. Share everything with everybody. Just tell us how good we are because we love yep. you so much. And the question um, is J-Dog, live on Facebook. Live on Facebook. Get your answers on there. J-Dog, you've been immense this week. How good is it going to be going into finals? Uh, <laughs> Usually I don't have to stress because my team's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now Peps. I don't have to stress to have no – don't have to worry for a week. It feels good. That's what I can say, Peps. As someone who's there last season and fortunately fell uh, flat on our face – Enjoy this week, Peps, because next week is the worst week, I think, because you're so close. If you lose in the grand final, you made a grand final. That's pretty good. Yeah. But when you fall just that one step short, it is agonizing. Yeah. Beautiful. Have a great week, listeners. And last but not least, J-Dog, Tango to Cash, Cheech to Chong, Mm -hmm. Roller Girl to Diggler, and you like your footy, big fella. 
I like it at least out, Peps. So do I. Have a great week, listeners, and we'll see you Thursday night for Tipped Out. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.